Shalom Aleikum. Assalamu Aleikum. Shalom and Salam. Namaste. Greetings of peace. Shalom Salam. This is Harlem University Radio, and uh, I'm the moderator and reader for tonight, Naeem Abdurafi. So what we're doing here, according to the tagline, we are encouraging the reading of what should be read and encouraging the writing of what should be written. So this is the Harlem U mission. And uh, as far as that is concerned, I, I, I also take the title uh, Dean of the Faculty. But uh, more about that when, uh, uh, when, when the brief reading for tonight is done. So our subject uh, for tonight is um, the development of civilization uh, uh, in, and <coughs> in and around the Fertile Crescent. Um, the, uh, we're talking about Western Asia, uh, the Fertile Crescent, uh, which encompasses the two great rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates. And uh, I'll be reading <clears throat> from uh, a textbook published in 1936, the authors of which are a uh, Albert Kerr Heckel, Ph.D., and uh, James G. Sigmund, E.D.D. The title of the book is On the Road to Civilization, a World History. So, the, uh, we're in Chapter 4, uh, titled Western Asia the early peoples of Western Asia. Our first topic is a subtopic, land of the two rivers. <clears throat> Another center of earliest civilized life was in Southwestern Asia. Although civilization is regarded by many as an Egyptian invention, It suddenly made its appearance in the Tigris-Euphrates Valley while Egypt was still in its pre-dynastic stage of development. The prehistoric civilization in this valley was very similar to that of prehistoric Egypt. And as we have already learned, the theory is held by some students that both had their origin in Egypt. We must go back to about 4,000 BC to study the beginnings of this borrowed culture in its new home. Here, as in Egypt, civilization was developed in a great river valley, almost as great as our own Mississippi River Basin. Two streams, 
the Tigris and the Euphrates, rising in the mountains of Armenia, flow southward to form a fertile basin, and in their lower courses now join into one river which empties into the Persian Gulf. Land of two rivers, end quote, is known as the Tigris-Euphrates Valley. <clears throat> its northern and more elevated part, the Greeks called Mesopotamia, the between rivers, quote unquote, between rivers country, Mesopotamia. The eastern portion of Mesopotamia came to be known as Assyria. <clears throat> the southern part of the valley is a rich alluvial plain in, in early Bible times called the land of Shinar, later Babylonia. <clears throat> the whole basin is part of a half circle of fertile soil which extends from the Persian Gulf on the east to the Mediterranean on the west. This belt, lying between mountains <clears throat> of the north uh, and the Arabian Desert on the south, has been called the Fertile Crescent. <clears throat> Next topic, the Sumerians. The plain of Shinar saw an age-long struggle between its first inhabitants. <clears throat> an agricultural mountain people in the south and a Semitic desert-wandering people in the north. No one knows to what race the southern people belonged. They had, at a very early time, perhaps around, uh, well, let me, let me check the date here. Give me a second. perhaps around 4,000 B.C., pushed into Shinar from the hilly region east of it. <clears throat> they were known as Sumerians, and the district of which they took possession was called Sumer. It was here that the first civilization in the Tigris-Euphrates Valley made its appearance. Soon after the coming of the Sumerians, a settlement was made north of them by the Semites in a region known as Akkad. The Semites were nomads or wandering shepherds from the desert land of Arabia of the valley who had come seeking pasturage for their flocks and herds. <clears throat> Topic. Knowledge gained from excavations. <clears throat> excavations have brought much of the early Tigris-Euphrates civilization to light. In the southern part of the land today, uh, in the southern part of the land today is dotted with mounds, which are the sites of ancient Sumerian settlements. The Sumerians lived in houses made of sun-baked bricks or of reeds plastered with pitch or mud. When, in time, these crumbled, the ground was leveled off 
and new structures replace the old. Clay cities were built upon the ruins of former clay cities. In this way, the ruins accumulated layer upon layer. Digging down into the mounds of rubbish, the excavators found relics of an an advancing civilization. Those of the lowest layer, layer revealing a culture which resembled the culture that existed in Egypt at the same time. The Sumerians of this period, of this early period, practiced agriculture and, like the the Egyptians, they had a system of irrigation. They drained the swamps left by springtime floods, built dikes and basins to store the flood waters, and dug canals to carry the water to outlying fields. Most of the Sumerian tools were of polished stone, some of copper. Sumerian artists were skilled in making gold and copper ornaments and in cutting gems. The people knew spinning and weaving. They made pottery. They buried their dead in clay or in coffins. The women used cosmetics. While in many particulars, the Sumerians had a civilization like that of Egypt, they also made contributions of their own. Their great gift was the wheeled cart. They were perhaps the first people to use the wheel as a device for hauling. They had a system of weights and measures. In counting, they used 60 as a unit instead of our decimal unit 10. Today, we continue to divide an hour in 60 minutes because we inherited this part of the Sumerian system of numerals called sexagesimal. The Sumerians had for their heraldic symbol, the eagle, which was passed down in history until it reached the United States as the American eagle. Next subject. Cuneiform writing on clay tablets. Clay tablets have been unearthed bearing inscriptions in Sumerian writing. These inscriptions like the Egyptian hieroglyphics, remained undeciphered until a key was found in Persia, the Behistun inscription, which did for Western Asia the Rosetta Stone did for Egypt. That is, the Rosetta, Rosetta Stone is the means by which hieroglyphics came to be understood. <clears throat> The writing of the Sumerians, called uh, cuneiform, wedge-shaped from the Latin cuneus, which means wedge, a stylus or wedge-shaped instrument was used to cut characters on small tablets of soft clay, which were then baked to make the characters permanent. In its earliest form, Uh, the writing was a system of crude picture signs. These were finally developed into about 350 signs which represented syllables or words. The Sumerians, however, did not invent an alphabet. 
unlike the Egyptians. Sumerian city-states. The Sumerians built cities which were independent communities, each ruled by a priest king who, like the Egyptian king, had control of irrigation. Self-governing cities, we call them city-states, were an important form of political organization in ancient times. Babylonia was made up of kingdoms of this sort. These city-states, or city-kingdoms, carried on several uh, carried on several centuries of warfare among themselves and with their neighbors, the Semites of Akkad. <clears throat> Subject, Sargon I. After generations of fighting between the Sumerians and the Akkadians, the two peoples were united into one state, Barsargon. Uh, Akkadian uh, chieftain of great ability, an Akkadian chieftain of great ability. He not only conquered the people of the plain, north and south, but extended his power to the Mediterranean, establishing by conquest what is generally regarded as the first empire in history. This is Sargon I. This was about 2800 BC, at the time when the pyramids of Egypt were being built. Next subject, Hammurabi, the great lawgiver. Around 2200 BC, a second Semitic invasion came, this time from Syria, a land west of the northern Euphrates. Babylon, then an insignificant state in Akkad, was seized. The new Syrian kings of Babylon gradually fought their way to supremacy over Sumer and Akkad. And and about 2100 BC, one of the Syrian line, a conqueror and statesman named Hammurabi, established what was henceforth called the Babylonian kingdom, or Babylonia. Hammurabi is best known for his code of laws. He made a collection of the various business and social regulations of the land and added new ones of his own. This code of laws was engraved on a shaft of stone and remains today the oldest legal code that has been preserved uh, us or for us. Many of these Babylonian laws are found in the later Mosaic Code of, of the Hebrews. Some of our modern requirements for contracts are to be found uh, for, foreshadowed in, uh, are foreshadowed in Hammurabi and let's read that one again. Some of our modern requirements for contracts are to be found foreshadowed in Hammurabi's laws, which were made up extensively of what we call commercial law. The Assyrians. To the northeast of Babylonia lay a small city kingdom called Assur, which later gave its name to the great Oriental Empire 
Assyria. The Assyrians were Semites who had come from Arabia about 3000 BC. Through 1500 years, the little state of Assur had to defend itself from the hostile Hittites in the north and from the Babylonians in the south. So the Assyrians became a warlike people known for their ruthless brutality and inhuman practices. By conquest, the Assyrians built a mighty empire and in time brought Babylonia, Syria, Palestine, Cyprus, part of Arabia, and finally Egypt under their power. But the Assyrian kingdom built by force perished by force. In 606 BC, the Semitic Chaldeans, Chaldeans, who had earlier overrun Babylonia, allied themselves with the Medes, and these two, these two captured the Assyrian capital, Nineveh, and destroyed it, dividing the kingdom of Assyria between them. The Chaldean Empire, which is the next subject, under the Chaldeans, Babylonia again became a great power. The Chaldean Empire, sometimes called the Second Babylonian Kingdom, was made great by its ruler, Nebuchadnezzar, but it had a short, though brilliant life, falling in 538 BC before the new military power of Persia. Later, when, uh, so when Alexander the Great conquered Persia, Babylonia became a Greek province. Still later, conquest brought it into the Roman Empire. In the 8th century, control of the country that would be 8th century uh, common era after the Romans. In the 8th century, control of the country was again changed. The, the, the Muslim Arabs, uh, the, the writer says the Mohammedan Arabs, the Mohammedan Arabs established near the site of ancient Babylon a great city, Baghdad, which until the middle of the 13th century was one of the largest, wealthiest, and most civilized cities of its time. In 1258, the Mongols, a yellow-skinned Asiatic people, sacked Baghdad, slaughtered its people, and destroyed the irrigation system, which for more than 50 centuries, 5,000 years, had made Babylonia a, a garden spot. The country never recovered from this disaster, and when in the 15th century the Turks established themselves in the Near East, Babylonia, under the blight, <laughs> blight ruin, I guess, <laughs> of Turkish rule, uh, declined into a vast wasteland. When the World War freed all of Mesopotamia, from the Turks, uh, World War I, Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia was for a time a mandate or protectorate 
of England under the League of Nations. The country has since become the independent kingdom of Iraq, but like Egypt, is closely guarded by Great Britain. So, of course, again, this was published in, in the, uh, 1936. And I come to the end of uh, what I'm going to present tonight concerning the, uh, the development of civilization in, in West Asia. Um, so um, in, a, in, a, in the next broadcast, we're going to um, engage in, or the authors engage in a bit of uh, comparative history. So they're starting out with um, uh, a discussion of Assyrian civilization, the fact that it's a more detailed discussion of Assyria, uh, which and uh, Assyrian civilization, predominantly military. So they get into details about Assyrian civilization. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's military prowess. Uh, there's a section here, uh, contri its contribution to peace, um, uh, the industrial civilization of Babylonia, uh, Babylonian religion, um, and then uh, a um, discussion of uh, contrast between the, uh, the Tigris-Euphrates uh, civilization and uh, Egyptian civilization, a, a uh, discussion of the of, uh, a comparison and contrast of the of the, of the of the development of those two civilizations, and then there's some discussion of uh, smaller players in the area, Armenians, uh, the Phoenicians, not 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 insignificant, but not not uh, you know, powerful uh, conquer, conquering civilizations. And uh, there's a discussion of the development of the alphabet. And uh, the final pages of the chapter are devoted to the development of the, uh, the Hebrew civilization, the, the Israelite uh, civilization. Um, so that's that's next week. <clears throat> God willing. So um, concerning uh, concerning my my title, uh, just uh, just a few comments before before we close. Concerning the title I've given myself, uh, dean dean of faculty, that has to do with my. Uh, appealing to my listeners to join the faculty of Harlem University. And um, no, no degree required. Some work required, okay? Um, come on to the program and share history you are reading, okay? Uh, or come on to the program and or uh, or both, come on to the program and share 
work that you are doing on your memoir. Another form of history, very important. So, uh, so we've we've um, morphed from our initial discussion, uh, initial initial uh, focus on the memoir, into a broader uh, concern for history, a broader focus on history, world history, and individual history in the form of memoir. Very important history. History, talking about the memoir. History that uh, the world needs. Okay? Um, So, uh, as far as uh, coming on to the program and and sharing, uh, just um, you, you, you can connect by going to the going to the show page for, for this broadcast, which is uh, blogtalkradio.com, and the name of the show is Harlem University Radio, and you you you'll see how you can connect. All right, blogtalkradio.com, um, and then you um, uh, look for Harlem University Radio, and you'll see ways to. Uh, you know, to connect with me, and, and so that we can arrange for you to come on and and uh, do the reading that you you you, you want to do. Um, I, I'm I very much encourage this. I, I I'm, I'm encouraging, of course, I'm encouraging the, um, the you know the, the sharing of of uh, the work you're doing on your memoir, and uh, um, and I'm, I'm, it is very important to me. That others come on and and share what they're reading of world history. So you could you could come on and you could uh, do something complementary of or supplementary to you know what I'm doing. That is, you could um, uh, share some history that predates the period that I'm discussing or postdates, you know, successively, succeeds the period that I'm discussing. Or you could come on and 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 do some complimentary uh, sharing. That is, you could uh, share history of, 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 a, of another culture, another civilization, another part of the world. Uh, this book, of course, is developed is 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 devoted to the development of of civilization of a Western civilization. Well, uh, there were other civilizations uh, developing, uh, you know, at the same time, at the same time. So you could do that, and we don't have to. We don't have to, you know, uh, uh, be. Uh, um, we don't have to be in order, you know. Our our readings do not come, you know, in 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 chronological order. That 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 makes sense. But um, anyone who wants to to um, do some chronological reading, 
would simply go to, well, there are two places that, you know, a listener could go uh, to, um, for example, if, if, if someone is coming, is, 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 is uh, joining the show for the first time, you know, tonight, and you, you want to go back and listen to what was uh, presented, con- you know, concerning Egypt, well, you could go to the show page, you know, uh, blogtalkradio.com and uh, um, Harlem University Radio, or you could go to the um, Anchor um, podcast platform or an anchor is not just not just a podcast plat- platform, but it is a it is a, a podcast distributor. So this show and and last week's last week's show uh, uh, is, is already at anchor, and this show uh, will be uploaded to anchor uh, tomorrow morning, and. Um, so you could you could you could go to Anchor and you could do your listening and and you you, you can see all the shows that uh, you know you can see the previous shows and listen to whatever you want to listen to and you can also see uh, the podcast platforms to which uh, uh, these shows my shows are being distributed um, five or six of them and they may be they may be podcast platforms. That you know you, you you're already using you know that you have an account with so you could you can, you can always get uh, you you can always get these podcasts uh, you know at, at at one of those I I I I don't uh, I I can't tell you which ones they are so you would go to Anchor FM and you would look for uh, Harlem University Radio and. Uh, that's uh, there you are. So you you have you have these these two you you have two repositories for what's going on here uh, that we call Harlem University Radio. All right. So I think I've said uh, all that I want to say. And um, yes. So with that, I'm going to thank my listeners, and um, uh, and, and uh, you know for your time and your forbearance, and uh, and again, and encourage your listeners to join the faculty. You know, connect connect with me and uh, make arrangements to come on and and share the history that you're reading or share the. Uh, the, the work on the memoir that that you're writing, so that uh, and I'd love for that to happen. I'm waiting for uh, Roger to come back and and talk about um, uh, uh, the um, the University of the Streets that he that he uh, he experienced. You know the uh, the Harlem uh, drug life in in the '60s. So we. We're going to continue with that uh, uh, memoir uh, development. 
So and we're looking for others. So join the faculty. So again, uh, thank you, and uh, you know I hope to uh, be able to share with you uh, next week. And uh, so check out uh, Anchor.fm or BlogTalkRadio.com. Uh, and in both cases, you're looking for uh, Harlem University Radio. Okay. Uh, shalom Aleichem. Assalamu Alaikum. Uh, peace. Uh, salam. So long.